Hello everybody, it's Graham Cove with another My Music. In a minute, I'm going to be speaking to Jesse, but first, this. I need to get going, Mel. See you later. Jesse, nice of you to join me all the way from America uh, to to talk to me today. I don't know why I kind of started into your name. Maybe it's because I was listening to Grandmaster Flash earlier. Um, <laughs> I, I'll blame the entirety of that on that. Um, where, where are you? I'm in Brooklyn, New York, and it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for speaking with me. Lovely. Um, what what took you to Brooklyn, New York? Did you grow up there? Was that the area you grew up in, or have no, you? No, I grew up. I grew up on a farm in uh, a town called Rehoboth, Massachusetts, which is about four hours north of here. But uh, growing up, I've changed courses in life at least once. Um, but I used to be very passionate about acting, and, and uh, that was my thing. And after high school, well, I got a job in a movie, which was cool. But then I moved down to New York to go to school for acting. Cool. What yeah. movie was it? was The Crucible, um, based on the play by Arthur Miller, and it was a yeah. bunch of English people, English director, uh, Nicholas Heitner, and then uh, Daniel Day-Lewis was in it, and Winona Ryder, and me. <laughs> well, there you go. Look, this is the story, right, to begin that's with, That's the billing right? order. That's, <laughs> that's it, okay. So how old were you when you were in this film? I was 18, and it was 18. great. It was uh, an incredible experience. I was on set for three months, working on a, an amazing play with very talented actors. And, and then after that, I went to college. And as you can imagine, that was a little bit of a letdown, going from working as a professional and then going mm. to college. But wow. moving to New York City was a big deal for me because I grew up on a farm. And it was wonderful to be somewhere with a bunch of artists and weirdos. And I felt like, oh, finally, thank God, these people are here. I found them. When you felt that even at the tender age of 18, you, you were yeah. ready to escape. Yeah, I grew up, so, it, where I grew up uh, is quite, it's beautiful and lovely, and I'm very glad to have grown up there, but uh, there's not a, I didn't run into a huge amount of artists up there, and um, it was kind of a breath, a breath of fresh air to come to New York and discover lots and lots of creative people. That's really interesting, yeah. uh, especially given the title of your new little album that you've got going out, which, which you know, um, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but it seemed to therefore be an escape back into kind of things na nature-wise and whatever else. Oh, and, yeah. Def definitely. I have that major aspect in my personality, my life. I, I love living in the city and I need to live in the city, but I definitely, I leave a lot. Um, because I, I do feel personally it's very important for me to get into nature as much as possible. I like that. I like the term I leave a lot because it's <laughs> actually, that's more than, you know, I go, you know, I have day trips out or whatever. I leave a lot. Do, do, you, do you feel that that's, that's exactly what you need to do is actually leave the city behind? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think maybe eventually the dream would be to have another place to to live, like a country, a country house would be lovely, wouldn't it? Um, uh, but 
but yeah, I do need to leave the noise behind, all the people behind. Oh, brilliant! And now, yeah. obviously, there's an there's certain tracks on the, on the album that have a nautical theme as well. Um, so, is the sea an important escape? I guess so, but you know, there's there's even a, a line in my song "Great White Shark." Can I quote? Can I quote myself? That's weird. Yeah, of course but, you can. But yeah. there's a, there's a line that says, "I've always been." Uh, afraid of the ocean, which is true. Um, but I love, I love the ocean too. I mean, it's just incredibly calming for me. I don't it know is. about everyone else, but. Yeah. I can talk about, I can talk about the ocean or I can talk about large um, expanses of sea forever because, you know, um, and as I did in, in a previous interview recently with a shoreline dream. And we talked about that because it's both beautiful, but dangerous at the same time. Yes. There's something really compelling about it because of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So let's go back. Mm -hmm. Growing up in this in this place away from city life, etc. Were, were you surrounded by music then? No, not really. Well, so I knew from a really early age that I that I wanted to be a performer, and at the time it was singing and acting and. Yeah. I was really very driven and focused on it, maybe in kind of a weird way. Um, but uh, it, it wasn't necessarily like that was in my family life or, or anything like that. It's just something that I've always been really drawn to that always kind of makes me feel alive. Did you perform to people in your house? Oh, yeah. All the time? Uh, yeah, my friends and I would like write our own plays and force our parents to watch them. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, there was one I remember. I don't remember the content, but it was called Tea at Brunch. Tea <laughs> at sure. Brunch. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was kind of like a Miss Marple murder mystery sort of a thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I did I did a lot of that and a lot of like, look at me sing. It was probably a little bit annoying. Yeah. yeah. Did you get a lot of – I'm not saying it was, but did you get a lot of kind of, yeah – Excuse me, move out of the way. TV gone. Uh, or, well, or, was, or did people stop and actually pay you pay you attention or not? They paid attention. I always got I got always got a ton of encouragement from my oh, parents about being, you know, uh, creative and an actor and a singer. And they, I still do get a lot of encouragement from them. But um, but definitely, I remember there were moments at these plays that my friends and I would write where we'd stop the play and be like, "Pay attention," because <laughs> the parents were chatting. Um, another highlight, I, my friends and I made, um, there was a TV show in the United States called uh, Solid Gold, and it was like a top 40s show, and there'd be mm. sexy dancers performing to top 40s music. My friends and I made a video called Solid Silver. Solid um, Silver. And I found some of that footage a couple of years ago. It's hilarious. You still got that? A little bit, yeah. What, what's it on? Uh, it's on a VHS tape, and I is it? Yeah, I have you know what? I think what you what you need to do now is you need to get that off of that VHS tape as yeah. soon as possible. Get that digitized. Yeah, and at some point that should just make it into a music video of yours. I, oh my gosh, I think you're absolutely right. It's pretty intense. Uh, the, the the snippet I have is I'm dancing to a Duran Duran song. Forget which one, but I'm wearing a bathing suit and like um this fringe jacket. And yeah, dancing for all my life, and 
Yep. It's like six years old. Her name is Rio. And you're doing yeah, this. That one. Yeah. Love and it. and sunglasses. I had shades on too. Really? Oh. To complete the look. You can't beat that. What was the first, I mean, you mentioned Duran Duran there, but what was the first music that really kind of emotionally connected with you? Oh, God. I loved Michael Jackson. And I know oh, it's so hard to kind of reconcile the man with, with the music. Um, but my first record that I bought was Thriller, and I freaking loved it and kind yeah. of created dances to all the songs and um you beat did it the whole walk down the the kitchen on the tiles to yeah to beat it. yeah beat it you know? good um but yeah that sort of a thing and then uh madonna i loved as a kid and then i soon discovered aretha franklin i, I think because wow. my, my mom loves aretha and so uh yeah i i i listened to her stuff a lot and just was blown away so you had it you had a kind of blues brothers epiphany moment yeah like wow this is what i this is what i really love yeah with Aretha, and it was like respect yeah um, <laughs> so yeah. yeah lovely yeah and when when did you i mean you 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 were singing from an early age mm -hmm. when did you start actually constructing music writing music um well? so Sorry, I'm turning my phone off because it just rang. Um, so I was an act. I was a professional actor for a while, and I lived in London. I went to drama school in London, and then worked cool. in the theater there um, for. Ooh, what theater was that? I did a play with the Peter Hall Company. Uh, we did As You Like It. It started at the Theater Royal in Bath, and then it Lovely. toured, toured England, and then it toured the states. It was a great first job out of school you have been to the southwest you've been to bath that's marvelous oh yeah so i lived in bath for about five or six weeks during that and there you i go. loved i loved bath um and the, and the theater royal there's so beautiful such a, a beautiful old theater um so i did that and then here comes the point where i started to think more seriously about music i got a job as an understudy and an ensemble member in this play with Marianne Faithful, Mary Margaret O'Hara, that was written by Tom Waits. Wow. And that was at the Barbican in London. Um, and we also went to Australia, but um, that was incredible because I had, it was one of those weird moments where I think sometimes if you focus on something, it comes into your life somehow. And at that point in my life, Tom Waits was definitely one of my favorite songwriters. Marianne Faithful was one of my favorite singers. And the theater, the Barbican called me up. I had had one acting job in London and they called me up and said, are you available for this play? And I still had to audition, but it was just like, whoa, are you kidding me? It, would be, it was like my dream job. And I got that and uh, first of all, it's hard to meet your heroes because I could not say anything intelligible to Marianne. Like I just, I was such a big fan. And, and there you are, because I was just about to ask you, I was yeah. going to say, did she speak to you about music at all? Not really, because I'd sit next to her and just would only be able to talk about like, hey, it's a nice day today, right? But um, so, so that was interesting, but that whole experience made me way more interested in music because that was directed by this incredible avant-garde theater director uh, named Robert Wilson, who I'd also been a huge fan of, like num one of the number one th theater directors I wanted to work with. 
Right. And um, but that production and his style is very much like um, the actors were a little bit pawns in a way because it would kind of be like, okay, stand here, open your eyes really big, hold your hands like that, and and to me, it made me think, gosh, you really don't have a lot of agency as an, an actor, and you have to wait around for somebody to give you a job and all this stuff, and then just seeing those incredible musicians perform every day and kind of change the way they would sing stuff um, was really inspiring. And the band in that show was freaking incredible. Um, just the people they had worked with, like PJ Harvey and Nick Cave and all these people. And, wow. and I came away from that job, moved back to the States because I didn't have a continuous visa in the UK. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, was already starting to think, gosh, I don't know if I want to be an actor forever. And um, and started was introduced to some music producers and recorded like a, a covers album. And then they were like, why don't you write something? And so I, I did. And then I just fell in love with the process of songwriting. And how, did that, how did that feel doing the covers album? Did it, did it feel like this, this wasn't entirely you? Then. It felt like an interesting step. I love singing other people's songs. And because of my um, background as an actor, I think that that's a, kind of like a skill I have is that right. I, I can interpret somebody else's stuff. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, so I really love singing other people's stuff and getting super into covering Kate Bush these days. But um, but writing felt incredibly fun and new, but also really vulnerable. Vulnerable. I mean, people talk about stand-up comedy as being the hardest art form, but try singing a song you've written in front of people for the first time. That's really vulnerable and hard mm. and at first, um, but also really exciting and very satisfying because you're ultimately you're responsible for what you're sharing with people, and that felt really good. And it still does. I still love that I can. I'm in charge of like what I do with my creativity. That's brilliant. How do you write? Um, usually I start with lyrics and I'm often inspired by things that I've read or, or um, things that I hear. Even just if I hear a phrase I like, I'll write it down and that'll spark something. But yeah, often I start with the lyrics and then I try to imagine what, what that should sound like. And then I just start singing it or strumming on the guitar or something and yeah, that's how that works. And do, are you predominantly working with a, a group of people to develop those sounds, or, or? Um, not to begin with? I I write the original track to start with, and then I'll take it into my band and collaborate. I'm actually I sing in a couple other bands too, and I've actually just started co-writing for fun with one of my other bandmates, and that's. There you go. There, there's no end to possibilities in terms of writing and co-writing. That's all a lovely thing, isn't it? I, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you enjoy co-writing? I do. It's interesting. Um, it's nice to get out of your own head in a way. And mm. like, I feel like I have chords and stuff that maybe I go to a lot. And this song I'm writing with my friend Dave Derby, um, I explained a concept and he, he just came up with these chords and was like, oh, okay. And then I wrote the lyrics and the melody and and now we're recording it and changing some stuff together. And I really fun. like the co-writing process. Yeah. I, I the co-writing process has always been um, 
really really great for me i mean it's just it the, the thing with it it's it's a little bit like writing i mean i write all day long mm-hmm. and it's nice when you sometimes if you're writing or doing anything creative and you're doing it in a almost in a vacuum because you, mm-hmm. it's just you producing it the only time that you get the feedback from it is once it's out there Whereas as soon as you start to do things like co-write, it's completely different because you're getting that feedback and the push and pull as as it's developing. Yeah, and I I would agree. And I also like that there's an element of like you have to give up control a little bit too because if somebody Mm -hmm. has an idea that's different to yours, sometimes it's like, okay, yes, let's do what you're suggesting. And, you know, like it's a give and take. Try that at least for five minutes. If I don't like it, we can always come back to my... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah no exactly it's 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 being it's being open to that as i say it's being open to that push and pull when it's it's then it's finding that the right person to do that with because mm-hmm. the, it can't be just someone that agrees with you on that right. you've right. got to find someone that actually is you know taking what you do and you're pulling them mm-hmm. and and also you're able to pull them away from what they would normally do as well. Yeah. Always a good thing. Always yeah. a good thing. So talk to me, talk to me about this latest album. Um, yeah. When did you write this? Uh over the past several years, actually. Right. Um some so of the songs are a long time in the making. A long time in the making. Yeah. And then when the pandemic hit, uh gosh, it was, you know it sucked not to have any shows and I did a couple of online shows, which just were very weird. Um, It felt strange to be singing at a computer sort of a thing. Um, But uh, as soon as I had my first jab, um, I got into the studio and started recording um, this album. And it was a wonderful experience because it was, I was in Los Angeles at the time, but it was um, the first time anyone who was playing on the record was really in this situation again recording and it was such a relief and so exciting and so kind of heightened because because there had been lockdown for a couple of years so um i lo- i loved the whole experience of recording and and yeah some of these songs are older maybe 4 years old even um, wow. so yeah some of these songs are well traveled have they mm-hmm. have they have they traveled well or have they changed a, a, a lot from the beginning of their um, to now? Good question. Some of them, they've traveled well, but there's definitely elements that you can add in the studio that you can't necessarily always do live, like strings, which are so lovely and beautiful. Um, I'm lucky to I also, I run a nonprofit called Music Cambia and we do music education programs in prisons. And my friend colleague who I run that with is an amazing violist. Uh, His name is Nathan Schramm and he very generously just put some strings on my album, which is lovely. But yeah, I I don't have that all the time live. For my record release show, I will have strings, which is very exciting. But, But yeah, in the studio, you can add all sorts of new little tricks and bits on things that you know zhuzh it up a little yeah Yeah. so so what do whales dream about at night then good question i I don't know that song was inspired by this poem by this ukrainian poet serhii zadan 
And the poem is called Headphones. And it's basically about this poet um, in, in Ukraine during the previous war. And uh, it talks about him putting on his headphones and listening to golden oldies to drown out all the horrible things he's seeing. And there was this one line um, that said, uh, think of whales in the ocean at night. And I read that line and it was so evocative to me. And I just, I free wrote from that line and basically just wrote that whole song from, from that one line. Um, yeah, but that's what that song is about, um, inspired by, anyway. How, how did that feel that this this all kind of bubbling under under the surface when you then found out that you know Ukraine were at war again did that uh, well it was I, I follow this poet on Instagram and he's on the he's on the front lines and he's you know delivering groceries and stuff to people who are fighting and uh, is in really dangerous situations and it's just it's insane it's insane yeah what's happening there and it's it's awful that it's still going on i feel like it's been an awfully long time now um yeah. and I, I just feel very I, I feel for the people of ukraine um i can't imagine what that must be like uh, and also i mean i'm actually speaking to another ukraine-based artist this afternoon but it's 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 one of those. I, I my view on it as well is it's just so easy for us because of the the way that the press works in the West. I don't want to get political and and, and spoil your interview with political, but it's so easy for us to kind of start forgetting because the press always heightens these things when they first start and then right. they see everything etc. And then it kind of gets pushed to the side as we know yeah. it's still there, but yeah. it kind of gets pushed to the side with lots of other things that come out into the news that seem to be, you know, more important, even though most of them probably aren't, Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's just, you just think, yeah, but that's not reconciled, is it? That isn't right. reconciled. Right. right. Um, and, and, and in terms of, in terms of this album, are, are you reconciling anything with yourself within this album as well? Oh, I don't know. That's a big question. I feel like I'm always trying to reconcile stuff within myself on a daily basis. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, I'm interested in kind of personal growth and all of that. And so definitely a benefit of making music is I feel like it's such a wonderful way of expressing all sorts of things, even indirectly with writing a poem about what, uh, writing a song, what do whales dream about at night, about this one poem. Sure, lots of, lots of other, my own personal influence drove that song rather than just the poem itself. You know what I mean? It's kind of, um, it was that poem meets everything that's happening in me made this song. So it's, um, um, music is just an incredibly healing, special thing. Style-wise, <laughs> style-wise, is yeah. there anything... Is there anything or anybody that was actually influencing you in terms of the sound of this? Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. I really love what they are doing these days. And um, I remember talking about, oh my gosh, just Liz Fair as a reference for one right. song and Sinead O'Connor and kind of... Um, Elvis Costello, just um, people who I 
I like and listen to on a regular basis probably crept in. Yeah. But also vocal style wise, you've got oh. a little bit of you've got a little bit of country in there. In Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I love Lucinda Williams. She's kind of one of my favorite country ish artists, like smart country. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Cool. And I'm yeah. I'm hearing a little bit of things like um vocally people like first aid kit as well in there. Oh cool. Yeah, I don't really know them that well. Um but they cover a lot of songs that I like to cover too. There you so go. I, sh I should check out their music is basically what what should happen. See what we're doing at this point in the interview is we're we're teasing people into being provoked to go and find out what yeah. this now sounds like. Yeah. You know. Um, they they've met you. They've got mm -hmm. they've got a little bit more of an insight to you now. They're they're beginning to think. Oh, actually, that might be something that I like to go and listen to. So now they're going to go and right. find out. You see, right? That's, and that's the best way. Um, I'm definitely really inspired by solo female like kick-ass artists like like PJ Harvey and um, Sharon Van Etten. I've been compared to which is great a, a lot. Um, Kate Bush, I love. So just really unique, strong female solo artists are kind of my thing. You're not going to do a Björk on the stage. A Björk's about to drop a new album, by the she way. She is. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I think she's Absolutely. amazing. And, and if you if you can check out the the hairdo on the on the new album cover, pretty extreme. It's just bizarre. Yeah, that, it's great. Yeah. What do you like? What do you like about her writing? Kate Bush or Björk. Bjork. I like how weird she is. I yeah. like weird, basically. Um, so, because I think it's creative and and you and unique most of the time, and um, I think people can maybe fall into the trap of maybe trying to write something that they think other people will like. But I like it when people write stuff that's like, holy shit, a lot of people won't like that. But um, oh, pardon I think friend. it's great that she has a singular idea about what she wants something yeah. to sound like, and it really doesn't. It she doesn't ever seem to to harken back to her past with that. Yeah, she just continually seems to look forward, which is which is a really positive thing for any artist. Yeah. So that's the question for you next, which is where do you go after this? Where, Good where... question. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited. It's wonderful to be releasing this music now because I feel like emotionally it'll clear up some space for me to write some new stuff. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to the writing process and who knows what will come out of it. Yeah. We'll Would you see. like as a almost as kind of a reaction to this um, record, which has taken a long time, it's had a, a long gestation period mm -hmm. and you've, you've kind of sat on these songs for a while and or some of them at least, and, yeah. and, and they kind of developed over a period of time. Would you would you quite like it now if you if you the next project that you did was kind of like a little bit more immediate? If it was kind maybe, of maybe if it's ready. Although I feel like I'd rather spend time on something to make sure it's what I want to be putting out rather than being in a rush. But but yeah, it would be nice if it doesn't take four years this time. <laughs> But nothing um, with, there's nothing wrong with that. But it, I'm, I'm just saying some artists um, that each album that comes out or each piece of work that comes out in some way is a re kind of a reaction to what what went previously before. Do you think do you think there's something that you would explore that 
uh, sonically, for example, that you didn't explore on this this last record? I'm really not sure, but I'm just I just enjoy the process of like the, I feel like the more I do it, the better I get at get at it. And definitely this last album, I was one of the producers on it, which was exciting. And I feel like I'm kind of having more and more ownership on what I put out. Um, so I honestly have no idea what it'll sound like this next thing or what it will be about. But oh, it's lovely. We, yeah. we keep everybody on their tiptoes and we keep yeah. everybody surprised. I, 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 I doubt it's going to be a death metal record. But if Probably it is, not. If it is, you know... That, that's what it is. I do also have a bunch of side projects that have stuff coming out too. Though I, I record duets with my friend Benj Benjamin Cartel. We do covers, and we're going to be recording something soon. Um, I'm going to be recording a cover of a Kate Bush song that I'll be putting out in the fall. Um, I think that's healthy, though, isn't yeah. it? I think it's healthy just to keep having these things in different pots. Yeah. Different areas, you know. It's fun to collaborate with other people too. Yeah. So, yeah. It pushes your comfort zone and it, it teaches you different things about yourself, which mean, and that leads to different things. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking yeah. to you. For me too. Thank you. So that everybody knows. Now, this is the point where everybody goes and spends their money. Uh, where, <laughs> <laughs> so people know, where can they get hold of your music? Well, I have a website. It's jessiekilgus.com. And on that's, that, on the main page, start, right? that's a good a strong great start, start. Having yeah. a website with your name. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the main page of the website, there's a big post about pre ordering the album on Bandcamp. And if you want to, if you want the money to come to me, Bandcamp is the best place to buy stuff from. It will also be available on all the streaming stuff too, but um, artists get paid the best through Bandcamp. Absolutely, you say it loud and proud. And why would anyone want to be paying anybody else when they right. can pay you right. directly? You know, and 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 you know, not only do that, but actually talk to Jessie about her music as well. Give her some feedback as well. Yeah. I'm sure she'd love that as well. If you're right, you know, if you get taken through to Bandcamp, you know, follow her, connect with her, talk to her about her music, tell tell other people why you like her music as well, because. You know, she likes to hear that, um, as do all of the artists that come through in my music. Jesse, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank um, you so much, Graham. This is really a pleasure for me. your music with us. Oh. Uh, and I'll speak to you in probably two or three years' time when you've done yeah. the next one. Excellent. Sounds good. Thank you okay. so much. No problem. Thanks for now. Bye. Thank Bye. you.